Hey, this is Alex Terranova, and this is the Dream Mason Podcast. We've been taught to behave, to fit in, to follow the rules, but Dream Masons reject conventional thought. Dream Masons are rebels. They take a chisel to the marble that is typical traditional life. They carve out brilliance and broadcast it to the world. Join me for another chapter as we unmask convention, embrace the rebels within us, and more deeply come to explore the complex and agitated edges of our existence. Now, before we get started, please don't be a rebel yet and grab your phone and hit that little button that says subscribe. Thank you. Because your dreams don't build themselves. Have you ever just wanted to like shake your booty all around? <laughs> I don't know that I ever have. I don't know that I've ever like actually thought. Uh, by the way, this is Alex. This is the Dream Mason podcast. Um, I don't know that I've ever actually thought about just like shaking my booty. I mean, I think I do it for fun to like make my girlfriend laugh or like be silly. But I've never been like, man, I just want to get down and like shake my booty. My booty is also like kind of small. Like when I'm in yoga and they're like drop into horse pose. And that's basically like a squat for people that don't know yoga. And I'll like look in the mirror and I'm like, man, I have no butt. This is like such a shame. And then I think about maybe I should like work on it. And I'm like, you know what? In all honesty, like I've never had anybody been like, I can't be your friend. I can't date you because you're butt. So then I'm like, what's the upside of this? There's not a lot of pain versus, you know, versus reward. So I guess I'll just always, unless a doctor tells me I need to work I'm gonna on it. I'm going to tell you why you want to shake your ass. <laughs> I am going to tell you. So you're hearing the voice. <laughs> Of Shauna Mox. Hello. Shauna is the founder of Ignite Booty School. She's also a life coach. She's a vocalist. She is a, or she was a client of mine. And apparently, I didn't know this till right now, which I feel like is just like our coach-client relationship was just off all this time. Like, I feel like you, we were living a lie because mm -hmm. I didn't know you were powered by coffee, bacon, sweat, and tears. I think you kind of knew a little bit. I would have like definitely the tears part. Yeah, the tears. I mean, sure. Yeah, and maybe the sweat part because you're like dancing. And coffee. A lot. We actually talked about how you don't really oh, drink man. coffee. What are you talking about? I'm like guzzling. I love coffee. You were like, I'm not addicted or attached oh. to coffee like that. I just oh, have I'm it not. for a treat. I do. Yeah, but I like love the taste of it. <laughs> I don't drink it like from a need. It's like I don't wake up. Like I wake up and I'm good. But I like when I get back from yoga. I'm so excited to make coffee. There's something that's just like calming and soothing. Yeah, I don't feel like it <laughs> wakes me up though at all. It wakes me up. I think it's yeah, I mean, yeah. for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. What's up? Thanks for being here. Oh this my is gosh, your thanks for having me. First time, right? You've yes. never you've never done any episodes with me. Correct. Well, welcome. Thank and you. you're here in studio, yep. which is even more exciting and fun. I know, I know. It's super cool. And we should tell people this is like very impromptu. You hit me up. What, like four days ago? We're mm -hmm. like, I'm going to be in San Diego. We should do a podcast. And I was like, let's <laughs> Very do it. Very Shauna style. So, <laughs> Sorry about that. No, this is and great. And thank you. Thank you for yeah. accommodating. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about booties first because, yeah. you know, people listening are like, why is Alex probably like, why is Alex talking about his butt <laughs> to start this podcast? Um, and I mean, I did share that you're the founder of Ignite Booty School. What, like, what is Ignite Booty School? Why do people want to know about this? Yeah, well, Ignite Booty School is a dance fitness community that I started two, almost two years ago in January. And um, 
It is the place where if you want to get down with your bad self, you come get down with your bad self and others. Um, it re- I really started it because I, I taught dance fitness. Um, I've been teaching dance fitness for over five years. And um, I was teaching a class that was like very, you know, feminine movements and it, it integrated yoga, dance fitness. But it was like all about the get down and just feeling yourself. And I would watch my students come in week after week and things shifted for them. And I what was kind like, of, what kind of things? Like, well, the they booty would like, was shifting or like, they would, they would like um, wear different things. They would carry themselves differently. They were, um, and then they were also my friends. So I was hearing what was happening in their life. And I'm like, wow, it seems like the power that I'm seeing them get from this class is also spilling into the rest of their lives. And I, that's actually what got me interested in transformational work. And, um, and I was like, I want to be like a more intimate part of this journey for people or with people. And that's, that's what had me look for life coach training programs. Um, and then right when I was looking at life coach training programs, a friend of mine, Jen Narragon, uh, who I know through this dance community, reached out to me and she's like, I started this program with accomplishment coaching and I, I keep seeing you in the room with me. Like, what's up? <laughs> and that was kind of the, the start of that history. So um, what's so cool about Ignite Booty School is I launched the program after diving into transformational work and really kind of connecting the dots between movement and transformation and like bringing that work back into this dance community. And, um, and I really wanted, I started because like the transformation I've received from just being in my creative expression, um, you know, at first it was through music and then through movement has, it's like brought me home to myself and I wanted to create that space for others. Um, so that's kind of the, the lowdown on that. It's one of the coolest things I think about like coaching, especially if you have, I think a good coach that isn't trying to tell you what to do. I'm not, I don't mean me. I don't mean, I mean, I do mean me. I mean mean me. But what I I mean is like, if you have a coach that's not about, like there's so many coaches and you know this that are out there like telling people how to live their lives. Like you should meditate. I I do think everyone should meditate, but who am I to tell everyone that? Yeah. Are you, and I think that one of the coolest things about like the way you coach, the way I coach, the coaches we we know and and the ones that trained us is it's not for us to say. And if it had been for us to say, like as your former coach, you would not have a booty school. Yeah. Because I'm not, I don't <laughs> shake like, right? You might have done something else creative. Yeah. But the idea is like to unleash you to find that unique thing, like your unique voice to the world, your yeah. unique passion, your unique power. Totally. Well, I do, I do want to give you some props because booty school came out of a coaching conversation that we had. Um, and it was after I had like a total life burnout. And so I like, stopped teaching. I stopped doing a lot of things that were like, you know, part of me. And when I, when the movement piece was like calling me back, I, I was kind of in this space of like, what should I, where should I direct my energy? And I was really living with this belief that like, there's no money in booty shaking. I live in a small, (laughs) I live in Morro Bay, California. It's like 12,000 people. It's, I'm like, nobody's going to pay for this. You know, I was just like, there's no money in this. And my friend, Sabrina, who's also a coach, and she was like, there's money in everything, point blank. And I was like, oh, all right. 
And then I, I had a conversation with you that same week, I think, and you asked me, well, if your essence was choosing, what would it choose? And I was like, I would start a booty shaking dance community. And at first it was just like a side hustle to generate some extra cash. And, um, and it's just evolved into this, you know, it's like weird when you, when your business gets to a place where you're like, oh my gosh, it has legs. Like it's, it's its own thing. I went to my gynecologist and they were like, oh, you, you're the booty school girl. I have so many clients. They love your class. I'm like, yes. You know, like infiltrating the gynecologist's office. I'm like, yes, dude. This is for sure the first time gynecology <laughs> has come up on the Drew Mason podcast. I, it's it's all. I'm just like, oh, this is a first. Booty shaking's a first. Gynecology's first. That's so awesome. I I don't remember like that specific conversation, but I do remember like conversations about you like trusting yourself mm-hmm. to like chase a passion. Yeah. Um. And I think like I've actually been surrounded recently, especially on this podcast, but elsewhere about people that are like, you have to chase your passion. Like same thing Sabrina said, like you can make money at anything. Yep. Now you have to figure that part out. But if you're not willing to chase the passion, then the rest becomes irrelevant. Totally. Well, I like that's always been my mantra, like for my all my 20s, I was chasing this and that and just like following the excitement and the fire. And the the thing that like coaching has given me was the bridge to actually create my vision into reality and like filled in some of the gaps such as that self-trust. And another thing that we really worked on um, was like when I first launched Booty School, I still was a little bit like, I don't know if it was like embarrassed, but there was a little bit of an apology as far as like what I what I was doing and so to work through that was actually to get to a place where I was like not apologizing for just being me and that you know that affected everywhere in my life I'm looking at the website on my iPad right now and it's like (laughs) ignitebootyschool.com if you want to join yes (laughs) ignitebootyschool.com and there's so many things now right like because it's not just like you don't have to be in Morro Bay you're like taking this to other cities and yeah. creating ambassador programs and yes. doing trainings. Well, this is this. Okay. So I have this whole belief, like, like we can't really, it's really hard to say like, Oh, I mapped this whole thing out. But like the way things kind of came full circle with the coaching and the movement stuff, um, is, you know, where the ambassador program showed up. So like I am recruiting ambassadors because this uh, facilitating this class and creating this community is is bringing so much healing uh, around like body shame around um, you know just like I get a lot of moms in my class who are like I haven't felt in my body since my first child or mm. I haven't taken any time to like feel sexy you know and so um, anyway I am I'm recruiting leaders because I just want more people moving in their bodies, and I think there's a big need for this. And um, what's exciting about the ambassador program is it's not just like an intensive teacher training weekend. It starts with that, and then there's six months of coaching and training and support to actually get get your business off the ground, which is so – like I'm working with my first group right now, and it's so freaking awesome. Like they just – 
a couple of them just taught their first class. So like, you know, when I talk about legs, like I'm like, oh my God, my baby took its first step, you know? And it's just like, it's wild. Yeah. I'm looking at, um, I'm just like playing, like scrolling through the website as you're talking. And I've seen some of it before, but I feel like you just like recently updated it or have changed it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you were saying, and this is something I remember when we would work together, is you would talk about the impact, like the impact on the women and like the relationship to their bodies. And I remember like you, when you started this, right, as a guy, I'm like a booty school class. I have one vision of what this is going to be like. <laughs> and it's like from media driven, right? It's not based right. on any reality. It's like what media tells me booty shaking looks like. Yeah. So then I remember you did like your first, you started posting things online and that's so not what it was. And yeah. and then you did, you even did a, like a booty pageant. Mm-hmm. So not like what we would think it would be like media driven, right? Totally. It's not, it, what I want to say is like what I got from it is it wasn't about like, it wasn't a booty pageant. wasn't about who has the best butt. Yeah. And what does that right? What does that mean anyway? Because everybody's gonna have a different opinion, except mine. We know is not the best butt. <laughs> um, but how is that working? Because like, if you look at like your videos and stuff, there's like women of so many different shapes and sizes. Yeah. How do you get people out of their head to fall in love with their body versus being like, man, I don't look like that girl or yeah. You know, Thank you for this question because I really, um, it's one thing that I am super intentional about the branding and the messaging with my company and the classes and everything is that this isn't a place to come so that you can look like me or look like somebody else like in movement or in body. So it's really about flipping this, um, it's kind of like flipping the journey on its head as far as like if you want to like get more comfortable in your body, it doesn't actually start with your body. It starts with yourself and um, like celebrating your body where it is right now. And um, so like I, I, it's, it's different than um, like, like Zumba. I've taken a bunch of Zumba classes, but in Zumba they teach, you know, little snippets of choreo and then you put that together And I'm a dancer and I have a hard time being in a Zumba class if I don't do them consistently because I'm like too concerned about getting the choreo right versus just moving in my body. And so I intentionally teach my class where it's super easy, follow the leader, like, okay, now we're doing hip circles. And then it's just like really inviting people to get into their bodies and connect with the music and to just be in that space. Um, And it's like... I just I want to I want to wake up in the world where everyone wakes up and feels powerful and comfortable and good in their bodies, like period. So that's really the number one goal. And then the like the workout is secondary because you're having so much fun. Like I've had my little calorie counter and I've got I've (laughs) burned like 800 calories in my class. And that's. Pretty good, I think, right? <laughs> I yeah, mean, well, I and you're having you're having fun doing it too, right? Like it sucks. Yeah. Like, I know that I hate being on like a machine. Yeah, like Cannot. stepping, walking, running, elliptical,ing whatever it is, yeah. and you're just like, I did that for an hour and I got five hours. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I created this class because I'm I'm athletic. I always played sports, but in my adult life, I was not reliable to go to the gym. I had no interest in gym culture. 
I just thought, I was like, I'm not going to run on a treadmill for 45 minutes. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> and I really loved going out dancing. But then I got to this point where I was like, I don't actually want to be around a bunch of drunk people. And I like to go to bed a little bit earlier now. And I, I just want to, but I still want to get down. So that's what, that's literally what the class is. It's like, it's for me, number one. And it's been like my support structure to be like, I feel, I feel the strongest that I've ever felt in my life. And, um, you know, it's like, it's all of that. Plus I do teach the booty shaking part. Um, so there's like, we learn different moves and stuff. And the thing I tell people is like, we're going to be shaking some shit up. And as emotional creatures and having emotional bodies and energetic bodies, if we have something that we haven't processed, so if we have some trauma or um, if we're holding on to something, it is stored in our bodies. And so I tell people, I'm like, you know, it's totally common for at the end of class, we do corpse pose or shavasana or just laying down for a minute and (laughs) (laughs) uh, the technical term. And it's, it's super common for people to have like emotions come up during that time crying, you know, or on the car ride home. And I'm like, cause we're literally shaking. I call it like an energetic scrub. And if you, if you know the chakra system, you know, we're really focusing on the first, second and third chakras. And that's like our power. That's our our roots, our security, that's our sexuality and creation and creativity and pleasure. And so, um, like it, it, it's a, it's a way of releasing trauma and, and processing that emotion that might be stuck in you. So that is like such a powerful part of the healing that happens. What's the, like, what has been the toughest things for you to overcome to like get here? Um, that's a really good question. I the one of the toughest things um, was actually navigating the conversation around twerking as a white woman and creating a company around it. And um, there was a really big uh, chunk of time last year where I was like, am I allowed to do this? And like, some people were calling me out on certain on some things about my branding. And so actually, thankfully, because of this work, I was like, OK, I know that if I lean in and just like lean in past what's making me uncomfortable and just like keep having conversations with people um, and like the other side of that. And it's an ongoing conversation. But the other side of that is. So it's like the idea of like cultural appropriation, right? Like, so if, and if people like don't know what that is, um, I want to, well, I could, we could say like the easiest example is like when a white guy gets like dreadlocks, Mm -hmm. like we make a culture wrong for a thing. Like we don't allow a guy with a black guy with dreadlocks to like work at a job. They have to change their hair. They have to cut their hair something like that. And then uh, a white person takes the style or a cultural thing and then uses it. And suddenly it's like, okay yes yeah and the the thing that's really important is the um is the the cultural dynamics and power dynamics so it's really when we're talking about the dominant culture um taking something from the non-dominant culture and like being like oh it's okay because we're doing it or 
what or it's cool or it's like this novelty thing and and i get it like um you know twerking is kind of gotten a lot more visibility in the last 10 years and um and it's a big conversation to have and what i where i stand and where the company stands is first of all the company is all about self-expression and so it's not a place it's not a twerk school it's like we do teach twerking movements but it's not all about that and um and also my i do i do this class in 6 week sessions or in a standalone workshop and so always what i present is um just a, just acknowledging like hey there's some cultural context here there's historical context i share a little bit about the history of twerk which dates back thousands of years and was um you know is a ceremonial dance that um that women did to promote fertility, to celebrate feminine energy and to bond with each other. And that's, and then I also, in England, right? Yeah. In (laughs) Africa and, um, (laughs) in England. And so, you know, I, you know, if you look at the lines and like how people view or how people judge twerking, I also acknowledge that like, like what you said was the like media perspective of twerking, which is like, oh, it's for somebody else, or it's like uh, super I mean, I, sexualized I'm or somebody whatever. With like a waist that like my hands could fit around, but like a booty, right? That like is bigger than my whole body. Totally, <laughs> totally, <laughs> yeah. It's like not even real. Totally, and you know, a lot of like a lot of people. Like my first day of class, there is a lot of giggling because it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe like she's having us hump the ground. And like, but, you know, having this conversation where where I get to share this, the historical context and I get to share like, hey, we're living in this world where, um, you know, some people are persecuted more for moving a certain way. And like who we are as a company is actually not. Like, we're not here to be, like, the hot girls that can shake their ass the best. Like, we're doing this because it feels good. It's trauma release. It's a way to, like, have fun and celebrate with each other. And also always looking at, like, how can I do this, The you know, honoring honoring the bodies that took this movement over thousands of years through horrible, horrible circumstances. And that this was actually a way to express freedom in their bodies and autonomy in their bodies and, um, you know, like really honoring that piece of it. It's interesting. So when I was looking at the website, one of the things you have on here and I was going to ask you about it and now I'm like, it kind of seems like maybe it explains a little more is you talk about, there's a, in your questionnaire, it says, are you applying for a scholarship opportunity require, required to identify as black or African American? Mm-hmm. And I was, and the first thing I thought is like, well, what about, what if I'm Asian or what if mm-hmm. I'm Native American? Is that, does that tie back to this? Yeah. So it's really um, like I, when I vision booty school, like five years from now, 10 years from now, I don't even know. Like it just is so exciting to me. But I see, you know, all, all type, you know, all types of people and bodies and whatever coming, you know, coming to be like booty school leaders. Um, and, you know, part of this conversation with cultural appropriation is that the dominant culture takes something from the non-dominant culture and then commoditizes it. I think that's how you would say that word. Monetizes it. Yeah, monetizes it. Yeah. Um, and sells it. And so 
I was like, well, I'm definitely, <laughs> I have a business around this movement. And, and a lot of people come to class because they're like, oh, I heard this is like where people come to learn to twerk. So it's, <laughs> you know, like it's out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know, I want to create more opportunity. I want to like, ri- you know, rise the tide for all the ships. And, um, you know, like I have heard that like there's certain studios or whatever that, that, um, you know, didn't want women of color teaching these classes. And I'm like, well, that's messed up and that's not who I am. And so I actually am, I want to call in, um, women of color, people of color who want to like have this entrepreneurial endeavor and have the support and like create money with this thing, doing this thing that they love, you know? So it's kind of, um, it's like how it's it's a part of the like how can I be better? How can my company be better yeah. for the world? Well, it's another level too of all the fears that we have, right? Like, are people going to come to my class? Are people going to buy my class? Are people going to want to do this? Who's gonna? How can you make money off shaking your booty? Um, all the the things you know. If we look at um, who's going to read my book, uh, who am I to write this book? Mm-hmm. It's just a deeper level because now it's like, especially in the world we live in, like yeah. And it's, I say that like, and then I'm like, well, the world's like always been this way. Like people have been hating each other and persecuting each other since the beginning of time. Mm-hmm. It is weird to say in the world we live in. It literally is never not. There's I, never been a time where it didn't exist. I do think we are living in this space where there's like, um, it's like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like when we if we were to go a hundred years from now, this period would be like the great awakening for like certain things. And I had a friend who um, described it as like, Hey, it's just like, we all realize like all this cancerous stuff exists in our society. And so it's like, there's a lot of people like cancel culture, for example, there's a lot of like call out. There's a lot of call out because there's for the first time we're like, acknowledging it in a big way yeah and so i do think that there's like yes people have been you know in conflict and hating each other since the beginning of time and we are i i mean i i hope and like i i have faith that this is part of like something better on the other side like this is the the world breakdown that we need to have the sure. the breakthrough of and live in the world that we want to live in. Um, but it's like, uh, yeah, for me, it was, it was like a huge obstacle to overcome because it literally was like, Oh, Oh, who, who am I to do this? Number one. And also having getting feedback of like, who are you to do this? <laughs> well, and to kind of tie the two things together, we live in a time where anyone can actually do anything. And what I, what I mean by that is like, yeah, if you're poor, you can't probably start a Google, right? Like you don't have the resources, whatnot. You might not even have the technology available to you, but you could start a podcast because you have a cell phone and you could record and do like that. You could write a book because you could go to a library and sit and churn it out and put it on Amazon. Like where we live, we do live in a time because of social media and the way that a lot of the gatekeepers have been taken down. If you yeah. want to make a movie, all you need is your cell phone. Totally. So when people say they can't do things because of whatnot, well, that's not true. You might not be able to make the movie, the 
$20 million movie, but you can make a movie. Yeah. You can write a book. You can create a dance class. Um, I mean, because even if you're like, I don't have a studio, so do it in a park. Fine. Like You, you can, can take the first step. Yeah, you can, but you can do it your <laughs> way. And I yeah. think, but as, as I tie that to what we were just talking about, because of that, we also, it's like there's a consequence to everything. And I don't mean consequence like punishment, right? It's mm-hmm. a consequence like it's just the reaction to the thing. Yeah. So because we can do it, you also put yourself on the chopping block and on the soapbox to get yourself slapped down like that movie's a piece of crap. Your book is terrible. Yeah. You're a bad writer. Your music sucks. Your dance class is racist. Like yeah. whatever. Yeah. But you put yourself on that in that space. And I think when you're we're talking about like who knows if this is the great awakening like like right we'll only know later and I I would hope that it I hope too and I look and I wonder if it's you know if we lived 500 years ago and our town was peaceful and we just had a really nice peaceful town that was the world Mm -hmm. because we didn't know what was happening four countries over yeah and now we know everything so things seem I think they seem or look like they're worse because it's an onslaught of everything bad all the time. Yeah. And there might even be the ray of hope because we are we have an onslaught of hope things at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it's like we ne- we don't know, right? Like we'll find out in, in our lifetime what happens and what yeah. goes on. Um, but I, it's, I think it takes because of this, you know, if you, if we lived again 100 years ago, 200 years ago, you could have had this, you know, class in a small place. Nobody mm-hmm. would have known. You get no criticism. Or you couldn't do it because the criticism would be too much. It's con- yeah. There's benefits and consequences. Yeah, totally. But I, I, I love that you are going forward and doing the thing and trying and like being aware that, hey, there's going to be some people that have issue with this. Mm-hmm. And how do I like like open my arms up and like welcome them in Yeah, and like try to – like it, be inclusive, incorporate them, hear their complaints, hear their issues, but also like I want to follow my passion. Like it doesn't have to be like they win or you win. It's like how do we all kind of win in this? Yeah. And I and I also I just want to give a shout out to my dear friend Shuja DePeace, who is a uh, a yogini. Um, they created Awaken the Lion. Um, it's just amazing and. A uh, person of color. I was talking um, with them, and they were like, "Well, booty shaking in a society where we are sexually repressed is medicine for everyone." Hmm. I was like, <laughs> "I was like, yes, like, yes, that's what I feel." And I and I actually am challenging the whole conversation around like who twerks and what does it mean if you do twerk or shake your ass or dance, you know in a way that some people would interpret as like sexual or whatever, you know? And so that's, I'm like, you know, I I just, that provided such an opening for me as far as like, oh yeah, bringing it back to like my own conviction of why I'm doing what I'm doing. And that's, that's actually one of the biggest gifts that this whole conversation around um, twerking and appropriation has given me is to like deepen my roots in, in what this company is and and what it stands for. It's cool that you like open up the the box around the the kind of shame or you know how we like I don't the word that you just used um, 
we like make ourselves wrong or we're like uncomfortable around sex and what would, would you say you said oppressed. we oppressed yeah um as you were saying it i'm like it's so weird right cuz we as human beings we need like need like we will not survive food air water shelter safety sex Mm-hmm. Like sex falls into that. Yeah. Right. We can't reproduce. There's no other way to re. There's no yeah. other way to do this. Yeah. And like we might say we need love too, but really everything else is a want. Everything mm-hmm. on top of that. Imagine if we ate like we did sex. Like like we like we like had to secretly go in a in a special room, and like we did it in private, and we couldn't talk about it, and it was like, it's such a weird. And we all probably have versions of it, right? Some people are more unleashed around it than others. But it's so interesting that we've made this thing that we, like, actually need. Yeah. So wrong and so shameful and so – it's weird. And I would would suggest that, like, even beyond the need for reproduction, like, sex provides so much, like, connection, pleasure. Like, pleasure is not a bad thing. And I think that, like, we have lived in this culture where, like, pleasure's extra or, like, you know, it's not necessary or whatever. But it's like, why are we living if we're not having fun and enjoying ourselves, you know? So I, um, like, I really, I really stand for. I'll tell you why. Because somebody ate an apple. Oh, God. That's why. No, I'm, um... Don't even put me <laughs> So, <laughs> um. All right. What else? Let's let's shift okay. a little bit. I had to break yeah, it up. That was yeah. that was like tell you why. Um, all right. What do you what do you want what do you want to talk about? We did this impromptu. We just hit on like your big thing. Yeah. Um. What do I want to talk about? Well, you you know you were like I want to do a podcast. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, I um. I've uh, recently I've been having a lot of thoughts around like you know, this whole, all this transformational work is my, is so integrated in my life. And it, it blows my mind that people don't live this way. (laughs) And, um, I've been having like, like, I just like really want this fundamental shift for people to start asking, like, well, first of all, I think if people knew that they actually were the creators and captains of their lives, like just that one thing spread everywhere (laughs) like how different our world would be you know so i know that i heard um i heard this thing that and and i think it's a group with if you believe in like religion and god this hear it the way i'm going to say it and if you don't i hope that you can hear it as a metaphor okay it works both ways um so the way i heard it was from the religious perspective was we think that we think of the devil as this being that was put here to make us do horrible things and bad things, like Hitler kind of things, right? Mm -hmm. Kill each other, murder each other, you know, rape, like steal, like all the things that we'd say, like all the sinful, right? And the way that I heard this this pastor say it, and he was giving like a more of a motivational speech, but he was layering in his religious Mm -hmm. beliefs, was the devil's actual job is to just have you go, my life's fine. Yeah. It's good enough. Totally. This works. Like... I'll just skip that thing or skip the gym today. I won't make that much more money. Like it's it's basically if we keep your life like flatlined, yep. it's okay if it's good, 
But because the idea was like, God put you here to be divine. God put you here to be extraordinary. Great. Be a creator. Create whatever you want. Anything's possible. And so the devil wins if all you do is don't subscribe to your greatness and possibility. Totally. And when I heard him say this, I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, And again, whether if you believe in the devil and God like that, Mm -hmm. then hear it like that. And if you don't, it's really the idea that like, you know, what do you get when you think of it well, for you? Well, it um there's like two way two other ways that I've heard it. Um so one is uh good is the enemy of great. Mhm. So like, oh things are good. You're not going to go after great or might not. Um and then the other thing is if like if we looked at your highest and greatest heart's desire or expression of your divinity as 12 o'clock on a on a clock, <laughs> mm-hmm. the most dangerous time is 12.05. Like you're not quite there. And so you stop because it's like, oh, it's good enough. Mm. So that's what I that's, that's what good. I hear out of that. Well, and we have this, I think the most prevailing limiting thought or belief is something around like not good enough. Mm. And, and, and people don't all hear it right like that. But I think like I know, I don't know about you when you're you know, the people you work with. and But in my practice and with the, the coaches I know, it seems like not good enough in some way, shape or form is kind of at the root totally. of, of our core. And I know it's a big thing. Like there's a lot of psychologists and therapists and whatnot that write about this. Yeah. Um, and I just lost my train of thought. Um, shit. That never happens. I feel like the, this podcast is like one of the only places that doesn't happen. Um, so, hold on. Let me see if I can get it back. I can talk about good and not good enough while you think. Go ahead. Yeah, is please. That help? Yeah, no. I don't know. Let's uh, go. Go. So, well, yeah. one of the things that, um, like, as a principal um, value in my company in the booty school is like learning to be enough in your body as is. Mm. And so it's like, it's the antidote. Yeah, I always get antidote and anecdote mixed up. So when I say them, I have to I have to make sure. (laughs) Well, obviously they're different, but like in my brain for some reason. Yeah, yeah. So it's like the antidote to not feeling good enough is um, coming to booty school. (laughs) So you, uh, here's that you got you helped me remember what it was. So at the core, not so we if that's at our if that's a fundamental belief and some people hear it as not worthy mm-hmm. um what are other ways like not worthy not, not good deserving. enough deserving yeah um like and, who am i is a nice, form yeah. of not good enough um the way that i so i had this conversation with my girlfriend and it got me really aware of it reminded me how people hear things mm. so at our core if that's if we have some version of that Everything we hear comes through a filter of that at the root of it. Everything's yeah. built on top. And so when we talk about coaching, transformation, improvement, growth, being your greatest and best, people intrinsically hear it as because I'm not good enough. Mm. Not, And that's not what it is at yeah. all, which kills me. Yeah. And I had this amazing conversation with her and – I'm going to I'm just going to share it because I think it's I think everyone can take something from it, which was I always am like this stand for her to love herself and take care of herself. Mm -hmm. I I have that for everyone. Right. But I'm just in a very intimate relationship with her. Yeah. 
And I realized the other day that every time I take that stand, that's not what she's hearing. Mm. She's hearing some, I'm not good enough for him. I'm not doing it right. Like some, whatever her filter, right? Yeah. And she didn't say this, but I like, it's like, you know, when you're walking around and something hits you Mm -hmm. and I went, oh my God. I'm like saying this thing and she's hearing, it's it's just like missing, right? Where I'm speaking Chinese, she's speaking English and it's just missing and it's reinforcing the thing. And I called her up and I was like, hey, I need to tell you something and I don't, you don't need to say anything. It's going to take two seconds. I just need you to hear this. I realized that every time I say this thing, you hear this thing. And she was like, yeah, wow. Yeah. I told, and I went, I relate to you as a diamond. And a, or a piece of gold. And what do you, how do you treat diamonds of gold? You put them in a safe. You lock them up. You, you treat them with pristine care because they're so valuable. And you're hearing it as though I'm re- – like you're hearing it as though I'm saying you're a piece of bronze and you should be a diamond. Mm. And it was like a great – I don't need to go into like yeah, how yeah. it – connected us and and but I went oh my this we're doing this all that's how people are hearing about transformation and growth and your greatness totally totally yeah actually earlier in the podcast you said something and I was like yeah uh, I think a lot of people think like I don't want to hire a life coach because I don't want to hear like how I'm doing all this shit horribly in my life (laughs) and I um I was actually having a conversation with um our friend and colleague Sydney Sintel, and she was like, oh, I, I remind people all the time that transformational work is actually, it's not about changing who you are. It's about actually revealing more of who you are. It's like, it's like, I think of it as peeling off layers to get to like your core essence Yeah. versus like putting on a whole different costume. I say it a lot, like you're a lemon and I'm trying to squeeze all the juice out of you. I'm not trying to make you an orange. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like there's just more in that lemon that could come out that has been blocked for whatever reason. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Well, let me. We're coming up to the end. Um, what do you want to like leave people with? What what message? What lesson? Um, actually, I, I might point you in a direction if you're willing to talk about it. OK. Um I know you and I and our relationship goes back to like the be I don't know a few years now, right? Mm-hmm. And you have this amazing part of your story since I've met you is like a phoenix rising. Mm-hmm. Like jumping all in, having it all fall apart and then rising up out of the ashes. Yeah. And that's super unique because a lot of people have it all fall apart and they don't rise back up or they do, but we as people th- are so afraid to fall apart or fail. Oh, yeah. Is there anything you have around that? <laughs> um, yeah. So about like six months after we met, I, I had like a, a huge breakdown in my life all over. It was a spiritual breakdown. It was emotional. It was mental. It was all of it. And um, the thing that I do want to share with people is that the like if I could go back in time and have a conversation with myself in that space, it would be like, give yourself grace, give yourself compassion. And um, like, because one of the biggest things I struggled with in the rebuilding and the rising piece of that journey was carrying around this big bag of shame 
that it happened in the first place. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, and that's actually something that's come up for me is like, I think in order to create the life that you want, a huge, huge critical piece is forgiving the stuff that you don't want, forgiving all the things that you've done or haven't done that has your life be this way and even the parts that you don't like. So um, I just like, I wish I could, I wish I could revisit myself and be like, Hey, for this entire year, like rest, there's no rush and, and have like just so much grace and compassion for where you're at right now. Yeah. That's awesome. That's what I got for you and have fun. <laughs> I think I, the only thing I would add just cause I was there and got to be with you through it is surround yourself with people that, you know, if I were, if we had to switch places and I had been in your shoes yeah. and I don't know that I could have said this in the moment, but if, if I could like go back, it'd be like, man, just put people that don't judge you, that believe in you, that, um, I kind of picture it as like if you fell down, they just stand there like with their hand out to like help you get back up. Totally. They don't like yank you up. They don't like say yeah. you should get up. Yeah. They just like have their hand and they're like, hey, it's here when you're ready. Totally. Um, how do people – so Ignite Booty School is ignitebootyschool.com. Mm-hmm. Your personal website is Shauna, S-H-A-W-N-A – wait, sorry. I messed that up. S-H-A-W-N-A – mox.com shana yes. mox yeah uh where else can people like where can they watch booty school videos where can they learn more i'm on the instagrams uh so i have two two accounts the ignite booty school so that's at ignite booty school and then also shana mox it's it's shana s-h-a-w-n-a underscore m-o-x um and then facebook with the same things although i'm not really that keen on facebook as much as instagrams so that's where cool. you can find me. any, any, um, you know, I never know when these are going to air. They don't air like right after, okay. but is there anything? So it might be after, I don't like people to say dates of things because mm-hmm. it might air after the thing. Got it. I know you have a Thanksgiving thing coming up. So if this comes out before Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. people can, what is it? So I, th- I throw parties as part of my business. So I throw dance parties. So the day before Thanksgiving, I am throwing a party called the Spanksgiving party. And it's just a dance party, and uh, Booty School is going to perform a little a little dance. And then if this were to come out after, uh, do you have like an events page where people can find out about events? Yeah, there's some events listed on the website. Um, okay. And I also, like, actually the Facebook is the most reliable for the events um, portion of stuff. But 2020 is all about um, the Booty Ambassador Program, so I'm doing a number of those throughout the year. And then also, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, I want booty school here. I want to do it tomorrow. Um, actually hit me up because my whole intention for this year and beyond is to visit places and do pop-up workshops and just kind of um, spread the spread the booty love everywhere. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Um, Chana, thank you so much. Thanks for like... I was gonna say yelling at me, but like reach, <laughs> like reaching out and being like, I want to be on the podcast. I'm in San Diego. I also love it because you came here and you're like in studio yeah. versus like I want to be on your podcast and it's you know remote. It's so much more fun to yeah. have somebody in the studio. So fun. Um, but thanks for 
I'm like really present to like you are following your heart. You're doing the thing that people are terrified to do, which is they follow their heads and not their heart. Mm. You're following your heart. You're chasing a passion. You're um, you just like continue to climb. Like people don't realize like when you fell, you fell really far. Oh, yeah. And you have continued to climb and climb and climb and you got and it's not like you've just gone straight up. There's been new hurdles and new roadblocks. And I've been lucky enough to be able to like experience you climbing over those and getting to the next one. Yeah. And um, just thanks for all you do. Like you're changing women's lives and their relationship to their body. And you might have to create like a, a you know, something for men because I feel like. Dudes are invited to class. My boyfriend has taken many booty school sessions and he shared with me that he's like, I wish I wish I had done this earlier. He's like, Is I he have the first so male much male ambassador. He could be. He could be. He's like, I have so I have so much more movement with my hips. Like just he's like, we're not invited to move yeah. our hips like this. And he also was very uncomfortable with dancing. I don't I don't think people realize like guys have like just as much body 100% issues as women. It looks different, but it's the totally. same thing. Totally. So, you know, like for me it's like guys are invited to class as long as they have you know, you know they're they're showing up in their bravery too. And like what I what I will not tolerate is anybody creating any kind of weird, uncomfortable, creepy vibes. So guys can't wear like <laughs> like leotards, like yellow. You like, do you. Um... <laughs> I mean, who am I to say? <laughs> um, but keeping keeping the space safe nice, and yeah. inclusive is like number one. So check out Shauna Mox online, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, on her website, and definitely check out Ignite Booty School. Shauna, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been awesome. Thanks for listening. Honestly, I'm just a rebel who found a cause and has a dream, and I'm super grateful for your support. If you got anything from this, please help me out and share this podcast with one person today. You can find me at thedreammason.com or at inspirationalalex on Instagram. You are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.